Oliver Fade takes it there, contains strong language, intense violence, and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, and welcome. This is Oliver Fade, and I'm bringing you the podcast that speaks the truth about the streets. Welcome to our second episode where we have our very first guest, and I'd like to welcome him. He goes by the name of Rowdy, and I actually know him personally. He's a friend of mine. We met in grade school back when uh, I had to go to school on the other side and, you know, meet the people that had my back, which he was one of them. So uh, Rowdy, certainly a survivor of the streets, and I'm glad to have you on the show. I'm glad you're here. And, um, you know, tell us... Tell us about your story, man. Tell us, tell us where you come from. Tell us, tell us everything. Yeah, well, you know, I'm glad to be here. But um, my story, pretty much, I was adopted at the age of two. I grew up on 4952 South Horn. Um, from. What kindergarten? I basically um I met Oliver in kindergarten. We became classmates at about third grade. We pretty much ran the school two man crew. <laughs> but you know we um we had we were like. We were bad kids, but at the same time, like, we never failed, you know, like, we maybe, what, we at third grade? Why were we bad? I don't know, just bored, maybe. I think we were distracted. <laughs> I think I think we were bad because we were distracted. Because I remember, you know, I wanted to learn. I liked reading. Yeah. And then I was like, I can't read. I I can't. You were actually smart. I remember you used to get A's and B's. And I was just bad pretty much in math. But what in third grade we we started a um a rap group, was it? And me, you and Elias. Was it in third grade? It could have been fourth grade. But you know, bring Oh, it was like, it was it was like fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, great. It was grade school. Yeah. But tell us, like, you know, because we know each other personally and we could talk forever and, you know, catch up. Tell, tell us about, um, you know, obviously we were bad kids. We were, in, we were in the hood and something was causing us to not be able to concentrate on, you know, our academics. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, as far as your household, you said you were adopted. What was your household like when when you were growing up? Was there, did you have a father and mother? Did you have siblings? Was there any, any uh, anything at home happening or was it more like 
the streets were corrupting you. Yeah, so at home was it was actually great. It was nothing, you know, like we didn't really need for anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I actually growing up, I used to think we were poor. Until I actually hit the streets and seen what poor was, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm actually like living, you know, middle class. Yeah, com- compared to who, right? Yeah, compared to like, you know, the streets itself, just growing up, sleeping in cars and having a place to stay, you know what I'm saying? And it's like just the streets, just... So you're saying that you yourself were sleeping in cars? Slept in cars, slept in bandos. So what got you to that point? Just... Wanted to be outside. So you wanted to be outside? So it was basically, my mom was real strict. So I want to say I probably started running away from home 12, 13. So you wanted to be independent. You didn't like the rules at home. Yeah. You, you decided to go outside and you just happened to live in the hood where if you went outside your house, mm-hmm. outside those walls so there was there was another world that you had to deal with so the area i grew up in was um back of the yards and where i stayed i stayed 4952 south horn so it was like i hung on the other side of the tracks mm-hmm. you know so the other side every day it was a a struggle going home because it was like okay i went to school and then it was like inside of school okay I was cool, but it was like starting to get seven, eighth grade. Remember, you, your mom used to have to give me rides from homeschool. Yep, yep. I had to fight every day coming out of school. And then what? Um, graduated like thirteen, and um, I end up becoming affiliated and um, catching a murder. You caught a murder, a murder case. Yeah, at thirteen. Called a murder. I was locked up, what, like two years. I got found not guilty. Got so you out. were in juvenile? Yeah, I was in juvenile. My first time ever going to juvenile. For murder? Murder. Two years? Two years. And I, I ended up getting found not guilty. So at 15, you were released? 15, I was released. I went to a high school for a week. Orientation. And I was actually in class... September 11 when um, the planes crashed. Oh, you you had gotten out. I was in um, the office when they. So hit. 2001. No, I hadn't was gotten it? out yet. Oh, you were you were locked up. No, this is before I got locked up. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, my first week of high school because I went to Kelly, uh, and then I end up, I end up um, catching my murder, and then. I so got, how did you catch this murder case? Just um. Wrong place at the wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. Were you the only one that got charged? No, it was actually um six people charged. So it's one of those situations where there's a murder, and if there's a certain amount of people there, mm-hmm. like let's say in a car, everyone in the car gets charged for that murder. Yeah. That kind of situation. Yeah, accountability, basically. That's basically what it is, what they'll try to um, charge you with. Accountability, but I. Um, so six people went to jail for murder. Are any of those people out or serving more time? It's actually two people still locked up. Did they get 
life or 85 and 28 85 and 28 years i see yeah you know it was a you know a lot that went on with that but i mean that's that's like the beginning for your you know you're a, a very young individual already experiencing going to jail for murder Thirteen mm-hmm. years old, so that in itself, you know, has a great impact. And luckily, you got out. Yeah, I got out. I was getting in more trouble. Um, you know, catching cases, going back to the audio room. I end up at sixteen. You know, I was like full four in the streets. Like I was basically a, a grown, like, you know, at, at 16. At 16, you're no longer a shorty, what they call a shorty. Yeah, I, at 16, I was like, what you already considered grown, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I went to court. You got a, you caught another case at 16? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I violated my probation. I was on the run. Oh, okay. I was on the run for 11 months, and I was outside every day. I kind of, like, changed my identity, my appearance and shit like that, but I eventually got caught. When I got called, I went to court. My uh, my mom and my um, probation officer tried to get me sent to like a group home, like where they said they used to send my sister to the group homes and shit like that. Mm, okay. So I'm like, what? No, this ain't you know, this ain't even a go like that. I like, I got her. 401 conference. <laughs> you feel me? ASAP. Mm-hmm. Put me in the 401, not a 402, because it's like 402. You kind of like copping out. You know what I'm saying? Saying you guilty. 401, <laughs> 401 me. So I go in there and I tell him, like, my mom don't take care of me. I don't live with my mom. And the judge was like, do 30 days and I'll self-release it to yourself. Okay. So in a way, I just basically got emancipated. Like, when you self-releasing to me myself, what that is, right? Like, you go live on, if you've been living on your own for this long, continue, you know? At 16. 16. So you did 30 days and then they released you? They released me. Got out. Just around the time I had my daughter, and today is her birthday. You know? Oh, wow. Happy birthday. Yeah. You know, I love you no matter what. And um, so, yeah, I got out and went back, basically, neighborhood, and it was probably around, like. So where where were you living? Where were you living when you got out? When I got out, I was staying in my friend's house, Chindo. Okay. Yeah, in his basement. We had a little apartment right there, and I basically moved in there. And from there, for a long time, I moved from, from house to house to house to house to house to house. Um, so you're basically homeless. I mean, that's considered homeless when you don't... Yeah, have, yeah homeless, right? homeless. Yeah. I'm just now... At the age that I'm at right now, starting a business and, you know, basically. Well, you've survived. I mean, we're, we we were at 16. You're like, how old are you now? I'm 35. Okay, so you're like twice that age. Yeah. You, you've lived a whole nother, you know, 16, 17 years. So when you got out at 16 years old, you continue to be in the streets and you were already, you know, considered a... Uh, OG or somebody to the effect of you're not you're not a shorty anymore. Mm-hmm. Why? What makes you not a shorty? Hmm. I would say 
you you paid your dues. You you did. Yeah, you, did more, you did some work. It's more about the work you put in versus what's how that? You, what's that mean? The work you put in work. You know, standing on standing on the business for the business standing on you. Yeah. Like give give us an example. Tell us tell us a story. Tell us a a, a scenario that you you know. I mean, as far as like. Because I know you have to hold guns, you know, it's the streets, people are getting shot, you've gotten shot. Yeah, but see, the thing is, right, it's like, okay, um, you know, I already know how it is, like, basically, if you, if you have an influence over a crowd, you see what I'm saying, so it'd be like to the, to the point where I pushed other people. You know, and I see. So you're kind of like calling the shots, like, hey, but without calling the shots, without calling the shots. Yeah. So basically, like when we got out of the home, they had like a, you know, a little party crew or whatever. We took it over. OK. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like basically we we were leading off instinct. And it's like we were um, basically taught wrong for a long time. You know, like now it's like I look at I look at a lot of things different. You know, as far as the potential we could have had if somebody would have like invested in something else as far as like, oh, here I go, hold a gun, stand in the game. You know what I'm saying? And it's like get you nowhere, basically at the end of the day. I'm keeping keeping How running. how old were you when you got shot? When I got shot. First time getting shot. I got shot in my arm saving Gato at the gas station. Um, I was so what? What happened? What happened there? And he, like you said, you were saving Gato the first time you got shot. What year was it? Because we're kind of the same age. We could I could two thousand four. Okay, so you're it was the same like, year my daughter was born. You're like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. After I'm, you got out. Yeah, I was seventeen. I okay. was seventeen. And what happened there? I stayed 5341 South Wood then. So, um, yeah, I was on the block and, you know, doing wild shit. I had just went across the tracks. I'm on a bike I shot at. I come to the block, go across Western, get shot at. So the two six are shooting, the kings are shooting. Yeah, and I'm just in the bike. I don't know what. And you're just like is. you're just riding the bike around. Wow, wow, fucking west. Like no gun, no nothing. Just ton, ton people trolling. Trolling. Yeah. yeah. So when I when I come back from across western, I see a blue four door. Like what was those little cars? Little Park Avenues from back in the day. And I see like two Hispanics. Walking, you know, one jersey. So I'm looking like, I go, I call the guys, all the guys that the dead end. It's just so I'm, I'm like the flakes at the gas station. So we, um, I ride my bike up there, and they're all walking. So I make it, of course, before them. But I'm kind of like in the street, about to come around like this, you mm -hmm. know, come around from like on Western, and. As I'm like kind of like on West and I look back and I see Gato crossing the alley. And I see Buddy and them peep him. And they tell the, the they was with a black guy with braids. They tell him something and he runs to the car and he pulls out like where the where the radio would be. Yeah. Pulls it out, pulls the gun out. Well, I'll tell him like, boy, they got a banger, they got a banger. You know what I'm saying? I'm letting them know. 
gatos acting like he don't hear me. So as I'm telling them, like, they got a banger, they got a banger. At the same time, I'm getting out of Dodge. And I went behind a gas station, jumped the gate. And I'm already at the alley. Okay. And I, I remember, like, my photographic memory was like, Gato didn't turn around. So I ran back. And when I ran back, they were beating Gato up. And Buddy was about to, like, he pointed a gun at Gato. And I came out. You know what I'm saying? And when he seen me, he upped and started shooting at me. And I jumped to the side. I got hit in the arm. And I got hit on my hip by my belt. But the belt cracked and stopped the bullet and it just like left a little bruise. Oh wow. Yeah, so they end up um Yeah, they end up taking me to um So this is the time because I remember somebody told me that, you know, Rowdy had gotten shot. Yeah. And you were by the park, like with uh a bullet wound on your arm, trying to get the blood off at the fountain. Oh yeah. And the cops showed up. And they cuffed you. Yeah, yeah. So you're shot, and the cops are arresting you. It was um, I was with um, Excel, at the at the water fountain. Excel, I remember. So the cops arrested you. They Why? didn't arrest me, but they basically they didn't cuff you. Then they basically, you know, treated me like I wasn't shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the victim, and it's like they still, and you know, you see me shot. So why are you acting like? There's no medical attention uh, given or any yeah. type of. They're just you know, and, but you know, that's 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 CPD for you. So, and you said that's the first time you got shot. Yeah. So you've gotten shot after that. Yeah, the second time I got shot, I um, I just had. Brung a bunch of the folks, you know, like um, little Goofy, Pun. We had like a little, a little crew, OBs, and it was a bunch of like four or five people, like, you know, put them on the wall. And um, we took a march across the tracks. And of course, you know, I stayed across the tracks. So basically, we went like by my house. And I had. I had one of the guys in the gangway on security, and it was like five people on each corner on every. Meaning, floor. meaning you somebody was strapped. Yeah. In between two houses. Yep. In between my house. Oh, on security by your house. Yeah. Nice, nice pipe. On Hoyne. Yeah, on Hoyne. Nice, nice pipe. Yeah, we was trying to like basically take that over right there. So, you know, I send send a couple of the guys through the next block, down to, you go over one block and down one block, and they'll be right there up under the Vidoc. Boom, they go, you know, false flag or whatever. They come back. They were on every corner. They were on, like, this side of the street on the Damon side of Hoyne, and me and, me and, me and uh, Stroh was on this side, like, where uh, that lady Anne Marie used to stay. Yeah. Right there by the lot. We're yeah. right there in that corner. On my side. So you're basically invading a hood, yeah. trying to take over. Yeah. And you got people with guns. Yeah. And you got soldiers, your soldiers basically, going around the block, seeing yeah. if there's any of the other gang out there. Precisely. So, a car passes, 
and I already I was familiar with the car because of course I stayed over there. I grew up with all these guys, and they bricked the car. You know, locks, bricks, just as soon as you made it to the intersection, just pummeled this shit. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. So maybe what? I'm gonna say five to ten minutes later, somebody comes out the gangway on across the street. And little T's like, he's like, hey, Rowdy, who that? And there's like 10 people right there. And it's just me and Monster on this side. And he's like, he was in that side and came like straight towards me. So I see him. But like if he crosses the street, he has to walk past the house where we have security. Okay. So in my head, I'm like, you got somebody over there. I got somebody over there. So what I do is I'm like, I'm, hey, I see him walking. He got like his hand in his pocket. So I'm, hey, take your hand out your pocket. He come out. He he took his hand out of his pocket. He come out. And he had something? He had a, like a 357. 357 Magnum. But he only, he had some 38 shells in that bitch. <laughs> if he would have hit, hit me with the seven, he probably would have fucked me up decent. Where'd you get hit? I got hit. And my inner thigh, left thigh, and the bullet, it stayed in me for a while until one day it um, rejected itself to the surface a little bit and I just opened like, it was like. You one, conducted surgery on yourself? Basically, popped the bullet out. <laughs> so, so how long did that take? How long was the bullet in there? A couple months. No. Oh, okay. So it was it was kind of quick when it came out. It, it wasn't was, like years. That no, it was it was probably already near the surface. But you went to the hospital for that. Yeah, I was in the hospital maybe a week. I had a bruised nerve. I still have a bruised nerve from that today. Oh, okay. So yeah. So what you were you on the ground? They the, the bullet drop you or so I I basically I got hit by a ricochet. You know, like I cut between the car and the bullet hit the bumper. So these. This scenario that took place, did he did he unload or two shots, one shot? How many shots took place? Do you remember? He shot all he shot all six. He shot all six. So you have that in your memory. Yeah. And is that something but that But see in my in my head, when I take off running, I'm just expecting to hear who's ever on security. You know, like behind him or something, because he didn't see him. You know, but what I'm you saying? heard the shots. I heard his shots. <laughs> yeah, no, but your security. I, no shots. No shots. No shots. But see, you know, that comes with that comes. Well, with here, like, here. Let me, let me before before you get into that. Let me just touch on something. You've told us the stories of you getting shot, and they're. You know, in the first one, someone almost dies. You save them, basically, by you getting shot at. Mm -hmm. You get shot twice, but one of them doesn't penetrate your skin. You have a scenario where you get shot a different time. You hear these shots. Are these, these are extremely traumatic scenarios. You're in a war zone, you know what I mean? These are guns you're getting shot with it's not you know paintballing either so these scenarios you're experiencing is that is this something that like to this day 
do you have flashbacks do you have dreams do you have anxiety stress some sort of like ongoing uh scenario that stresses you out because you can't get that out of your head I mean it's a everyday it's a it's a everyday you know an ongoing battle every day basically absolutely yeah every day like it ain't a day cold past probably that I something I'm thinking about and I'm a I'm an overthinker so I'll, I'll think about a situ- the same situation a hundred different ways, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. You're many, still here. You're many, still alive. Yeah, as many uh, scenarios as possible. But, um, yeah. I mean, I've been in situations where... So, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to ask you something because this like is... Like, I've been standing at the gas station and so high... I'm talking about what you call lacking, like lacking hard to the point where they start shooting at us and we run towards where the nigga shooting at because we didn't see where he was shooting from. And like, and like, and when I turned around, like, you're just getting closer. No, the bullet literally hit the wall, like next to my head. Like, if this is my head, it hit the brick wall. So you heard it buzzing past you. I seen it, like, Oh, okay. Like, I seen it hit the wall. Like, you know what I'm saying? And this shit like that, that's going to always stick with you. Like, you know? Yeah, Cause that, that goes. Yeah, that's 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 like, uh, what, six inches over or four, six, you know what I'm saying? Four inches over. But it's like, it take, it's crazy, but it take shit like jail to actually help you, like, realize and see like damn how dumb the shit was that that we was doing and then it's like when when i so in other words sometimes the system does work and it does help you but it's not always just it's not shitty it's not the system it's more of the people that are in jail you see what i'm saying oh the wisdom the wisdom and the knowledge and the experience the politicking you know, like I see. It's a lot of it's a lot of if you had somebody with that wisdom in the streets telling you, you wouldn't need jail. You just need somebody that's telling you better. Yeah, basically. Basically and then you know, you run into man, good people, good people. Like these this basically where all the real niggas at locked up. And this shit out here that's going on today, I don't you know, I don't condone that shit and I don't Support that shit. I don't know what the fuck these niggas on. Well, you've been shot. You've been shot at. How many times have you been shot at? Un, un. That's man. I can't even count. Yeah. I can't even count. I figured that'd be a question that you couldn't answer, but I had to ask because I want to, you know, let the audience know how common this sort of shit is out here, and it's so common that you can't even count how many times you've been shot at. You can't even count how many times you've heard gunshots. That's two different things. You hear, you could hear gunshots every night for weeks, you know? Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, what about doing the shooting? Did you ever conduct a shootout or a shooting? Whether, you know, you were at, aiming at a person or at a car or anything like that? Yeah, of course. I didn't have my, my share, um, my fair share of gun battles or, you know, missions, whatever you want to call it. But, I, you know, I can only say so much about that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to make you say more than you have to either. Yeah, but, you know, everybody should have been have been on a mission or, you know, you can't call yourself gangsters, you know what I mean, you know. But everybody got a position. You can't expect everybody. I mean, that's that's part of, like, life. You know, people just got to know, like, some people going to make money. Some people going to sit in the house and play the game. Some people, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't expect everybody to. But I was just, I'm, I, me as a person, I'm just like, when I love something, like, you know, I really love that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, okay. once, once I lose love for it, then it's like. You're done. Done, done. Yeah, yeah. Done, done. So. Unless you like, you know, family, long time friends, only certain, but like, majority of the time, it's just like over with. But like, you know, I, I gave my all. I gave my all to like, basically the block. And it wasn't until I walked away that my life started going in a different direction, you know, for the for the for the positive, for the better. For the best. Cause I mean, you gotta look from where I was at, what, twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, shit. Even well, ten years, ten ago, years ago. Ten years ago, you were on the paper for having a shootout with uh, the Chicago police. Yeah. So. What was that all about? What happened there? How are you here? How are you alive? You're, you're a black man who got in a shootout with the cops, not just pulled over, and you're literally alive to tell the story. What happened there? What, what was that situation about? You're not, you're not in jail. You're not in prison. Wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> but no, um... I mean, uh, I think about it uh, like every day, and it's just like that's another reason why I already know like I don't have too many more chances because eventually it's like your luck's gonna run up. Luck's gonna run out. But what what about the the shooting with the police though? Did you, did did that? happen uh is it another scenario where you're not necessarily the shooter but you're around and then you're considered you know the the same kind of like the murder case you had to serve a couple years for it it was um basically i wouldn't say exactly the same or were you the shooter no i wasn't the shooter you weren't the shooter no were you was this in a car yeah. Were you... And we got we got shot at. We got shot at for the record. So, oh, so the police were shooting at you. Yeah, police You shot weren't at. shooting back necessarily. <laughs> no. 
So there wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a shootout. It was the cops were shooting at you guys. Yeah, they shot at us. Wow. Okay. So they, they just, the paper switched it up. Because I saw your face. I'm like, what the heck? Rowdy's, oh, yeah. Rowdy's getting in a shootout with, with uh, police. But they really, you know, put it in terms of like, you, were, you guys were shooting at each other. Yeah, and they even had a witness come to court. And like he lied in the statement and 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 said it was a shootout. Wow, then, under oath, huh? Yeah, but um. Well, who was the witness? Was it a, a police officer or was it like somebody off the streets? His name was um. <laughs> He's gonna name drop him. His name was Jose Pena. Oh, okay. Pena. I, was, I thought you were gonna say Jose Garcia. I mean, that's such a you know how many Jose Penas is there? You know, yeah. hundreds. He tricked. Thousands. He tricked. He was just a bystander at the gas station, and it was um this female named Mermaid. She was actually in the car with us. Did anybody get shot? No, nobody got shot. Did the car get shot? Uh, no, our, our car didn't get shot. How many times did they shoot at you guys? He he he, he dumped about a soul buck, but I was wondering like how the fuck was he the police and he ain't hit shit. He. He ain't hit the car. I ain't hear a bullet hit that bitch, and it's like we played chicken. That's what you guys were doing with you're playing chicken with the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Cause oh, they, shit. They 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 came they passed us and then they came back, and we were like playing chicken. Cause I ain't gonna lie, I was I was fucked up. Oh okay. What are you doing? What drinking, smoking? Drinking, smoking pills, all type of shit. So who's driving? I'm driving. Okay, so you're playing chicken. You know it's the cops? No, I don't know it's the cops. Oh, you don't even know it's the cops? No, I don't know it's the cops. You just see a car and you start playing chicken? They, they passed us. They was in the car, hoodied us. So I'm thinking this, you know. Oh, I'm thinking so it's, it's undercover, narcs. The whole time it's narcs. It's the dicks, you feel me? So when they come back, I'm thinking they own something because they was in a bubble. They wasn't in like a crown vet. They was in like a bubble with... It okay. was Amar, and they in that bitch hoodied up. Okay. Like Latino, so, two Latino police. So they look like they look like gangbangers. They look like gangbangers. So when they come back, I'm I'm basically playing chicken because I'm not gonna let you get on the side of me and just shoot the car up. So basically, when we both get next to each other, we both we both play chicken, and I kind of like let off the gas and just start like coasting because I'm trying to see like who is this but I'm so fucked up and they just stopped the passenger came across the uh, he came across the top of the car and just let off about a saw buck I got up out of there and this is Chicago police so they're acting like gangbangers they're shooting uh, this, this, this is a, a scenario where almost you know they're acting up it's not even just you guys being fucked up and drinking and driving and they're also, you know, playing a game. Yeah. And then my rappy was uh Looney. So you, you went Shout to Shout out to Looney, you know, he doing the cuts too from, from old bro Yeah, bro. I see that. It looks nice. Yeah. Now I know what a bridge is. Yeah, a bridge. So um how much time did you have to serve for that? 
I did um I did three years in the county. Three years in Co- in Cook County. In That's Cook. the worst place to be. That's the best place to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, not right now. Right now they. So you did three years in the county. Then did they have to switch you over to a a prison, a big house? Well, uh, when I I only got five years. My case was. My case was, I I, I got found guilty of fleeing and alluring. So basically. The, the bitch that was in the car that tricked, her statement basically, you know, helped me. Helped me beat my case. Because I had basically attempt murder on the accountability. Fleeing in the loin and, um... So you served five years for that? No. I was sentenced to five years at 50%. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you got out of jail. So you I, got out of county. I basically did more time than I was supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Six more months. No, hell no. Oh, you did more than three years? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Six more months. Because, wait, yeah, an extra half a year, right? Right, right. Well, if you did three exact. No, so I did it an extra year, right? Close. Yeah, but I, um, I dressed in and dressed out. Dressed in and dressed out. So me and my rabbi, we went to the joint together. You know, we took that ride, and I got down there dressed in, dressed out. But I had a, um, I had a warrant in DuPage County, and I was salty. You know, I had to be in locked up three years, and then I got to go process into a whole nother jail. Oh, yeah? It's Friday, so I got to wait till Monday to go yeah. to court. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So now it's like the day I'm supposed to get out, I got to do three more days. I'm like, oh, this shit crazy, but... You know, this is DuPage County, you know. I knock this shit out of the park. You know, I sit back three days, kick my feet up, play chess, and chill out. Got out. They don't give you no money. They don't give you no bus. They don't give you nothing. They just let you out. And I stay all in Chicago. Oh, okay. But, you know, I, I made my way home. I had a, hey, let me get fat out. You know, I, people started, you know, one guy we was locked away, probably gave me like five dollars. Ran into um, some lady. I think she was locked up as well. And then I um So there's people that helped you out on the way. Yeah, I end up um catching a ride. One thing Were you hitchhiking? I, I might as well what say What about the serial killers? They don't scare you? Nah. <laughs> You're like, nah. I'm a gangster. <laughs> Try something. No. So, Rowdy, um, you know, and just to let the audience know too, we, it's it's ironic that we did a song right before you went to jail for that um, police shooting. We did a song that talks about getting, you know, shooting at cops and getting shot at and all that which I do want to play for the audience at the end of this. Um, but, you know, as far as all this goes and you experiencing, you know, some of the worst scenarios besides, you know, you're not dead, so you have to live with all this shit. You have to sleep if you can. What's some of the things that you do to, you know, get by 
Are you meditating? What or or is it something you even give it attention to, or or how how is it that you get by on a daily basis? You know, if you care to share any of that. I I just really I really don't pay no attention. I put it in the back of my head and I try to think about you know I made it this far. You know how much farther can I make it? Like you know my next step in life, setting goals and just basically continuing to live. So you're living in the now. Living in the now. That, and that's that's that you don't dwell. You don't you don't you try not to. Focus on what happened. You try to focus on what's happening now. Yeah, cause I mean that's it happened. You know, you really don't got any control over that. But I, I, I basically do have control over what happens next. You know, so it's just like from this point on, you know, it's like no excuses. Everything is like my fault. You know what I'm saying? It's like I've been. I've been given chance after chance, and it's like, you know, like eventually, you know, it'll come around. Like, and when I'm 35, man, like, I ain't got no time to get them people. I ain't gonna lie to say, <laughs> I ain't got no time to get them people. I've been doing it my whole life. I've been out of jail just the longest I ever been out of jail, my whole life. I've been out of jail 10 years since I got out for that. When I got out, 2013. So March 10th of this year, I make a year that I've been out of jail, the longest in my whole life. From them, from that, all the way up until 13. So from 13, so from 2001 to 2013, I got locked up every year, but the year when I was 17. 17 was the only year I stayed out. That's the year I got wow. shot. Wow. Wow. Getting shot, serving time, getting shot, dealing with cops, shooting at you. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot's happened, it sounds like. And, you know, I, I want to thank you for being on the show and sharing your story because I know it's not easy to talk about sometimes. But you sharing it is... Uh, it's helpful for for people that are ignorant to this life and especially because you know you hear it on the news but that's it yeah but here you are you know explaining your your real life scenario of like how you deal with it and what you're doing so i appreciate that that you came on and and shared this with us and hopefully it helps you know the youth to hear you say that you know there's better ways and um, for those who who have gone through things as well, can try to practice on the living in the now like you do, because mm-hmm. as a survivor, that's what helps you, and that might be able to help someone else who's not able to concentrate so much the way you are. And even though you do have an everyday struggle, you um, you know, you tell you tell us and. Share with us how living in the now and what are you what are you doing now? What's your focus that helps you get through? So um, thanks again for being on. We're gonna wrap it up and we're gonna play the song we did right before that 
shootout with the cops that Rowdy is featured on doing the verse. So thanks for listening. And Rowdy, thanks for being with us. All right, for sure. My niggas coming from the real sun city. My niggas gonna ride in the simple city. SD's 23rd, murder town, 50th and Oakley, Grammy Willie, my niggas coming from the real center city. My niggas gonna ride in the simple city. SD's on the third murder town. 50 different Oakley, Grammy Bill, we all down. You ain't never spit rounds, ain't never been locked up. You ain't never shutting down or open a shop up. You ain't moving in pounds, ain't no Nagas stuff. This is Shot Town, we even lighting the gods up. You ain't never spit rounds, ain't never been locked up. You ain't never shutting down or open a shop up. You ain't moving in pounds, ain't no Nagas stuff. This is Shot Town, we even in the up. I used to be a broke nigga, I ain't never had shit Now I ride slick and I make hoes gag dick I even got white bitches on me like I'm Brad Pitt I'm on the block to the last brick, last nigga Me falling off, hell no, I'm not a tad bit But if I fall off, shit, getting nasty, yeah I got to have it, cock a nigga blasted Run nigga, the stash shit is rowdy, D is drastic And I ain't got a mask, bitch, sitting in the caddy flashing Ties look elastic, cause she got me blasted Niggas asking me to Pass it, yeah, it's the last hit, so I got to have it. But a nigga rich, so fuck it, yeah, he can have it. Grammyville, real nasty, never fun. Run out the slash, kill you in the sun, and you know I'm from. You ain't never spit rounds, ain't never been locked up. You ain't never shutting down or open a shop up. You ain't moving in pounds, ain't no Nagas stuff. This is shot out, we even lighting the gods up. You ain't never spit rounds, ain't never been locked up. You ain't never shutting down.